Hey, this is Pastor Madison. I am so excited that you're tuning in today to the Crosspoint Podcast. My prayer is that this word inspires you, uplifts you, and enlightens you. You can connect with Movement Youth on Instagram at movement underscore youth or the Point College Ministry at the Point College. Let's jump into the message. Have any of you ever heard people say, God told me, or I felt like God was saying, or I knew God was calling me to blah, blah, blah. Has anyone ever heard that? Like, God told me this. I heard him say this. Okay. Um, sometimes I, I think we hear that, and we're like, what the heck does that mean, right? Like, what the, what the heck does that mean that you heard the voice of God? Like, what do you mean you hear from God? What do you mean you, you felt called or you felt like he, he was talking to you? And so for these next, um, you know, last few weeks of the of youth during the school year, we're going to dive into some of these questions that you have about hearing the voice of God. And so the title of tonight's, um, well, the, the sermon series, I guess, the title of that is Voice of God. And so in these coming weeks, we're going to be diving into different ways that you can hear the voice of God. And specifically next week, you guys are going to get to hear from a published author who wrote a book on prayer. And um, she's going to come speak to us, and it's going to be super awesome. But tonight, I want to talk to you guys about some things that keep us from hearing God's voice. So before we get into, you know, really how and some of the details, I'm going to say some things that probably get in the way of you hearing God's voice. So if you've ever asked those questions like, you know, why can't I... Why can't I hear God's voice? Why do I feel like God is silent? What are some things that get in the way of me hearing God? We are going to answer those tonight, if you guys are ready for it. Let's go. Tyler Metcalf says, thank you, husband. So first of all, have you guys ever tried to tell someone something, but it was super loud so they didn't hear you, and you had to repeat yourself like 10 times, and you got kind of frustrated, like maybe it was here at youth? Or maybe it was a concert. Yeah, most of you, it can get frustrating when you're trying to repeat yourself. Um, Speaking of my husband, Tyler, he started doing this thing once we got married where I say something and his immediate response is what or huh, even though he hears me. And so I've stopped repeating myself because I know that if I give it a few seconds, he's actually going to hear what I said. Has anybody else experienced that with anybody? Okay, Campbell, thank you. Oh, there's more. Okay, good. Tyler, you're not alone. Okay, but uh, sometimes it can be frustrating, right, when we don't hear God and when it can be kind of noisy. So I thought we could kind of play a little game tonight. Um, Does anyone know, before I lose them all, does anyone know what these are called? Boom whackers, you're my people. So uh, I remember back in elementary school, we would have, you know, these songs, and only the really good kids got to do the boom whackers. I remember, like, one year someone um, got to do the boomwhackers, and I didn't. And I actually went to my teacher, and I said, what, what went wrong here, Miss Johnson? What did I not do right? Um, anyways, I want to play a game, and I want to have someone come up and who's, like, a really good listener. Who is a really good listener? Are you a good listener? Okay, come on up. Come on up. Tyler? Is it? It's Tyler. Taylor. Taylor, Taylor. Let's give it up for Taylor. Taylor, come on up. Okay, and now I need five boomwhacking people. Uh, Camille, you look way too happy. Um, come on up. Come on up. I love that you were so giddy. Uh, yes, Cooper. Shane, double hands. Yes. Um, 
Ava, if I bring you up on stage, we might have to do our trick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys don't want to see it. You will have nightmares. Um, here you go. And then I need two more, Nevaeh and Rachel. All right. Oh, oh, did I call too many people up? Oh, this is awkward. I'm sorry, Rachel. Thanks for being a good team player. Okay, yep. I'm going to stand in the middle here. You guys, you all, you, the boom whackers, you guys go that way. Go that way. Yep, Shane, keep going. All right. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I am simply going to um, have Taylor close his eyes, and then I am going to whisper a phrase, a random, random phrase, okay? And then the second time, I'm going to whisper another thing with his eyes closed. So it'll be easy to hear me, hopefully, the first time. But the second time, I'm going to have all of these cats go around Taylor and make as much noise as possible, and I'm going to whisper a new thing, and you have to try to hear what I'm saying. Got it? Okay, close your eyes. Okay. Are you, are you ready to hear? Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. What did I say? Wow, he's good. That's crazy. I can't believe it. Someone make that a TikTok. Okay, and then the rest of you go and circle around Taylor here. Don't hit him. Don't hit him. Don't hit each other. I knew that was going to be the next question. Don't hit him. <laughs> She's like on the neck. Like, what is this? Okay. <clears throat> so as much noise as you can make with those boomackers, you're going to do that. And I'm going to say a different phrase. Taylor, get your listening ears on. Your eyes still have to be closed. Three, two, one, go. Do you have any idea what I said? Can you take a wild guess? Please take a wild guess. This would be so funny. Pumpernickel bread is incorrect. Good try. All right. All right. That, that was a good try. Um, you guys can have a seat. Yeah, sorry. It, yeah, just put it on there. Try not to let them. They're kind of rolly. So let's give it up for our boomwhackers. All right. Cooper, watch what you're doing. No, I'm kidding. All right. I'm going to bring this closer to me. All right. <laughs> I am so excited for this message because I literally get to. Oh, the saying was chicken in a biscuit. Anybody like chicken in a biscuit? I just discovered that they spelled biscuit and chicken in a biscuit like B-I-S-K-I-T. I, I was typing it in my message, and then I looked it up because um, I was like, is it biscuit and a chicken? No. It's chicken and a biscuit, and it's spelled B-I. That has no relevance. Why am I saying it? Okay. Um, so today, tonight, we are going to talk about some things that may be a little noisy in your life some things that get in the way of you hearing from God. So I have five different noises, and I made them all start with S so you all can remember them. So there's five things. They all start with S. And we are going to dive into a book tonight that I have never preached on before. And to be honest, I had to look up how to say the book because I didn't know how to say it. And I was polling people beforehand to make myself feel better. And I said, how do you say it? And most of them also got it wrong. <clears throat> um, so we are going to be looking at the book of, wait, can you go to the first slide? I just want to hear people try to guess how to say it. Go to the first slide. It should, yep. How about Kukuku? Um, no. <laughs> um. Yes. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Okay. Um, it is, <laughs> I always want to say, ha, ha, what do 
I want to say? It's Habakkuk. Habakkuk, right? <laughs> it sounded different. Um, I want to say Habakkuk. Like, that just seems more, you know, it just rolls off the tongue. It seems more American. Um, but Habakkuk is what we're going to go with tonight. You can Google it later. Um, there's a man on YouTube that will tell you how to say it. Um, okay, so the reason why we're going to dive into this book with the cool name is because I want, I like, throughout the whole message, I kind of want to say Habakkuku. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, so tonight what we're going to do is we're going to hear about some noises that we can take away from the book of, okay, why did I say that? Because now every time I say it, I'm going to, like, laugh and think of Habakkuku. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Okay. So how this book works is it's a conversation. And if you don't understand it, it can be really confusing because um, this prophet, what's a prophet? Who can say what a prophet is? Wilson? Wow. Let's give it for Wilson. Good job, Wilson. Um, Yes, that was right on. So it's a man chosen by God to give a word. But what's really unique about this book is that he's like talking to God. It's kind of like the book of Job where it's a conversation. So what happens is this prophet talks, and then God responds, and then Habakkuk, no, Habakkuk responds, and then God answers, and then it ends with Habakkuk, um, uh, he prays in response. So that's kind of how it works. So if you don't understand that, it's going to be really, really confusing. Okay, so this book starts off with this prophet complaining to God. That is how it starts. So this is the first noise that we are going to be talking about. And that first noise is source. Everybody say source. I'm going to do this one first. That's way fun. Who is your source? Who do you go to for encouragement? Who do you go to when things aren't going right? How loud is your source? That's the first noise. Are you going to your mama? Are you going to your boyfriend? Are you going to social media? Guys, our, sor- our sources in life are really, really, really loud. So who is your source? That's the first noise. Um, Habakkuk gives us a really good model of who should be our source, and I bet you can guess who it is, the big man upstairs, God, G-O-D. So to set up the scene for you, Habakkuk has some people around him. They're the people of Judah. And these people have a lot of stuff going on. They've got wickedness going on. They've got um, mistreatment. They've got arguments. And so uh, Habakkuk sees all these people dealing with all this garbage. And he's like, God, why are you being silent? Have any of you ever wondered that? God, why are you being silent when all this is going on in my world? There's all this chaos. Well, that's how he felt. And it's hard for us to not go to the wrong source and to start hearing the noise of everyone else besides God when things aren't going right. Uh, Like we want to, you know, when we're mad at someone, we want to go to social media and we want to post about them. Or we want to, like, see a a reel or a TikTok that's going to make us feel better. Or, you know, if we don't get the starting spot, we want to go to the rest of the team to complain about how bad the coach is. Or we want to go to our friends to gossip when we get broken up with. There's just different sources that we have in life. But the thing about going to the wrong source is that they are very, 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 very noisy. So noisy that it gets hard to hear God's voice. So who is your source. What is your first reaction when something doesn't go wrong? Who do you go to? So for Habakkuk, his situation wasn't good, but we're going to read in um, Habakkuk 1, 2 through 4, so you can open up your Bibles if you have them. It says, how long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Oh, cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. 
Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. That maybe sounds like some of your lives. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. That's what Habakkuk says. You guys can go to God. I love how that dings every time. We've really got to figure that out. <laughs> um, my message is not done. Okay. Um, when we go to the source, when we go to God, we do not have to be satisfied. You can go to God and you can tell him how you really feel because he is secure enough to handle it. Okay. So you don't have to go to God and be satisfied. This is how the chapter starts out. He's like, boom, this is how I feel, God, but I am going to you as my source. And, you know, I was listening to this um, movie trailer. <laughs> so bad. Um, it, it's, it's a movie trailer that some of you can't handle. Um, but they were, I was listening to an interview about this movie trailer, and what they talked about is how we have never had more collective affirmation and so much discontentment at the same time. And what I mean by that is, in this world today, we have never had more people telling us, hey, you're affirmed. Hey, feel what you want. Hey, be who you want. Hey, do what you want. And then at the same time, that freedom that we're supposed to feel of doing whatever we want and doing whatever we feel is making us the most unhappy that we've ever been. So what the world says is supposed to affirm us and make us feel so good because we get to do you know, everything and have this freedom, it actually is having, having the opposite effect. And so the truth is that everybody wants a source. Like everybody wants someone to, to get back to them. Everyone wants to belong to something. I remember in high school we had this group called the Squad. And don't look around if there's a squad in your high school but, or, or middle school, but they were called the Squad. They called themselves that. And I kind of remember growing up, like there was these different groups of people in high school and in college. And at sometimes, some points I would be like, okay, what's wrong with me? Because I don't, I don't want to belong to this group. Like, I don't want to be a part of this group. So I started to actually believe, like, what is wrong with, with me? But then I realized that my identity doesn't want to lie with them. I don't want them to be my source. And I'm not saying you can't have a close-knit uh, group of friends. But I am saying is that if they're your only source and you're getting your worth from them and your identity from them, then you need to check your source. Okay? So that's the first noise is your source. The second noise is another S word, situations. The situations in your life, they can get real noisy, can't they? See, Habakkuk, he could have got stuck in his situation. I don't know if you guys heard me when I talked about what was all going on, a lot of wickedness, a lot of hurt. He, he alluded to it. That could have been loud enough to keep him from hearing God, but some, something happens when we go to God even in the midst of some really hard things in our life. So in Habakkuk, Chapter 1, it's the very next verse. So that, that, like that first part was Habakkuk expressing, here God, here's my feelings. Um, I know you can handle it, so here they are. And then God responds in verse 5, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. God makes a promise after Habakkuk goes and, and complains and lets it all out. We, like, we, can, we can go to God, and he can make good out of the worst situations. But it wouldn't have happened if Habakkuk let his situations drown out the voice of God. The problem is that in this day and age, I believe that we have sanitized the gospel 
And what I mean by that is, like, we have cleaned it up and put it in a tidy, neat bow for people to come in and enjoy. And it's like, okay, come to know Jesus. Boom, here's your happy ending. And we don't talk about all the mess and all the broken roads. And, yes, you come to know Christ, but then there's some twists and and turns in that relationship sometimes. He does make all things good, but sometimes it doesn't feel very good. And so the second that all of a sudden we start experiencing these broken roads, we, like, jump ship. And it's like, okay, this, this must not be the road I'm supposed to be on. Like, there must not be a God. It, it must not be real. But can I tell you that God loves messy things. He loves to use messy things. In fact, his best work, I believe, is in the messy stuff. That's his coolest work. So let's read Habakkuk 2, verses 1. And, th- okay, this, this book, I challenge you guys to read it tonight. The first time I read it, I was very confused. But then as I dove in, I'm like, okay, it's short. Now I just got to break it down. So there's only three chapters in it, so you could read it tonight when you guys go to bed. But in uh, chapter two is where we're going to go next. And this is what Habakkuk's response is. So he's like, all this is going on. And then God's like, I got you. And then this is what Habakkuk says to that. I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. So I was listening to a woman named Priscilla Shire. She's a a woman pastor. And she was talking about this piece of scripture. And she said back in biblical times, um, right before a city, like to get into a city, they had these things called strongholds and or like a fortress. And so people would have to climb, these soldiers and these watchmen, they'd have to climb up um, on this ladder and they would go on top of this fortress and they would be able to look out and see So back in biblical times, they had um, that, that, that soldier, that watchman that would climb up on top. And so basically that, that soldier, that watchman was like, I'm not going to sit in all the, this ground level circumstances. I got to climb up high and position myself above all that's going on down here. So in other words, there's too much chaos going on around down here. I'm going to be distracted if I keep myself positioned here. So I'm going to climb up on the watchtower where I am up above ground level distraction. I'm going to position myself here because up from this vantage point, I can look out to the horizon and I can see what God is doing. So not only am I going to go to God as my source, but I am going to believe that he has something for me and I'm going to sit and wait for it. That is what Habakkuk is saying. So are you sitting in the noise of your situation or are you saying, God, you have something greater. You have something above all of this for me. All right. So the third noise is sin. I bet you saw that one coming, sin. You know, I had to talk about it. Uh, I won't talk about it too in depth, but what I will say is it seems so obvious that this is so noisy and loud. But so many of us just don't catch it. Habakkuk, he says that, like, I can't believe the evil that's going on with Judah. 
I cannot believe this. Like, what is happening? Because he is surrounded by it. And sometimes when we get surrounded by sinful things, it kind of becomes the norm. And we, and we start to be like, okay, maybe that's not so sinful because everyone else is doing it. But Habakkuk, he was not blinded by the people's sin. He refused to be sucked into it. He refuses to let their sinfulness become the norm. Have you guys heard what's going on in Chicago? There are teenagers that are, like, rioting out of nowhere and are vandalizing, like, jumping on cars and doing all sorts of, like, they're, like, attacking people, random people on the street. Like, hundreds of teenagers. And can I just say that you have to be able to see toxicity over some trend, okay? But hundreds of teenagers can come together and do something so sinful because there's so many people doing it that it seems like it's normal. It's not. So you guys need to be the ones to break that. Habakkuk 2.4. This, this is what we're going to dive into next. Habakkuk 2.4. This is, this is still God responding. He said, see, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright. But the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. God's saying, hey, I know there's some evil going on. I see the sin stuff. And those doing evil, they're puffing up their chest thinking that they're doing right, that they know it all. But I've got this. I need just you to have faith. That's what I need you to do. I need your faithfulness. So my question is, have you stuck to that faithfulness? Have you been faithful to live the different life that God's calling you to? The thoughts that you think, the words that you say, the actions you do, the way that you treat people, it needs to look different because we're told, do not conform to the pattern of this world. So are you following a pattern of sin or are you faithfully desiring and praying to break that pattern like Habakkuk? If not, if you are not, and if you're just like stuck in this sin, like this noise is just so loud, why do you expect God to to talk to you when you don't even follow the instructions that he has written to you? He's not going to speak more if you're not listening to what he has put on paper for you. So we got to get this right, okay? The next noise is something that plagues America especially. I, I will tell you, this is the loudest probably out of, out of all these. This is probably the loudest noise for me. It's schedule. Schedule. It's loud. It seems like we're too busy for God. And again, I'm not saying I'm perfect in this. This is my, probably my biggest struggle. Like, oh, I got to do this. I got to be here. I got to do that. And we, be, we become so consumed with our schedule that we slowly don't make time to hear the voice of God. So in chapter 3, this is um, Habakkuk's final prayer. And he says, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crops fail and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. I know that you're like, okay, I don't have cattle and I don't have, maybe some of you do, but um, I, don't, I don't have sheep. I don't have olive groves. But can I just tell you that he was listing out all the things that they had going on. They were busy people. I've got fig trees. I've got grapes. I've got olive crops. I've got fields of food. I've got sheep. I've got cattle. But yet I will make time to be joyful in the Lord. You guys make time for what's important. I hate the excuse that I'm too busy. I know that you are busy. 
but you make time for what is important. I've got practice. I've got to go to, you know, my boyfriend's house. I've got to go hang out with my friends. That's great. You do those things. But you also make time to hear from the Lord. You make time for what is important. And so we're going to dive deeper into this as, you know, the series goes on. But one of the things that we're going to dive into is getting into Scripture but you can't hear God if you don't make time to read the, the scripture, if you don't make time to read his word. It just is so simple, but it's so true. All right, <clears throat> last one here. I'm going to invite the worship team up. We've got our purple boom whacker. What could this be? What could this noise be? It's real loud. It's self. It's yourself. Going back to chapter 1, it says... <clears throat> they mock kings and scoff at rulers. They laugh at all fortified cities. By building earthen ramps, they capture them. Then they sweep past like the wind and go on guilty people whose own strength is their God. When you guys think that you know it all, when you guys think that you do it all, that is so dangerous. And that is something that is plaguing this country and that is plaguing the American church because we have become a consumer culture. People are constantly asking, what can I get out of this? What's in it for me? And the thing that absolutely terrifies me in ministry is that I'm going to raise a bunch of consumers, that you guys are going to walk through these doors and that you're just going to turn into consumers. If you show up to, to get and never to give, you guys are going to get bored here. If you guys show up to get and never to give, you're going to make it all about you and how you feel or how you don't feel. If you show up to get and never to give, you're not going to have strong relationships because you're just going to ask to get all the time. Could you guys imagine if you guys were in a friendship or a relationship and you expected that other person to always do what you wanted and to always say what you wanted and to always act how you wanted, but you never had to do anything in return? That would be absolutely insane. That would be absolutely unrealistic. That would not work out. The enemy wants you to think that that pastors or that your youth leaders, your spiritual leaders are the only ones that can hear the voice of God. That is a lie. That is an absolute lie. And the dangerous thing is when we start to make these people our God and then we realize, oh my gosh, they make mistakes. Oh my gosh, they're, they're not perfect. And then our faith starts to crumble. Don't wait for people to spoon feed you the word of God. I am not here to spoon feed you. I am here to make you hungry so you do something about it. I'm not here to fill you up so you get stuffed and you feel good about yourself. I am here to make you hungry for doing the will of God, for reaching lost people, and for going out. Jesus didn't just say, follow me. He also said, go. Jesus didn't have this clear curated message. He had, he had ones that they didn't understand. That didn't make them feel very good, and they had to go off and figure it out on themselves. Don't be a consumer. Be a contributor. Did you guys know that the devil, Satan, that he was actually one of the, the high-ranking angels originally? And he fell because he wanted to be worshipped rather than to have to worship somebody else. And we're like this all the time. The very thing that led to evil in this world was somebody saying, hey, I don't want to give worship. I just want to be worshiped. I don't want to give. I want to get. If the enemy can get you to think that this is all for you, that this is all about you, he's got you in the perfect spot to just keep you right there. I was talking with, with Juliana uh, Bartholo, who went to Bangladesh. She shared a couple weeks ago. And she was talking about how, like, being out of the country and being out of, like, this American culture made her realize, like, wow, I feel so much better when I am 
taking my eyes off of everything I've got going and I'm looking at other people. And when we read our Bibles, we should not be asking, what can I get out of this? What can make me feel good? What's the answer to my problem? That's not the heart we should go into reading the word with. We should be asking, what does this reveal about God that makes me want to praise him more? What does it say about him, not about me? And when we worship, we shouldn't be focusing, hey, God, I got this and this and this and this. Like, that's fine to present your request to God, but we should also be saying, God, I'm going to praise you no matter what is going on because you are the almighty God. And there's this song that we're going to sing someday uh, in youth. And I just wanted to share the bridge with you because, man, it was so good. It says, it don't always fix your problems, but it'll tell you how small they are. That's the thing about praise. It won't always move the mountain, but it's good for the heart. That's the thing about praise. You'll never know what it's going to change, but it'll always leave a mark. That's the thing about praise. I might see walls start falling, or it might just change my heart. That's the thing about praise. So it's saying no matter what's going on down here, I can choose to praise the Lord. I can choose to fix my eyes on something bigger than me. There's a whole lot going on down here, but I can make that go silent and lean into the voice of God. So if I could have those five that were up here, my boomacker people, I'm going to have you come back up. And I want you to just kind of stand behind me in a line. Grab a boomwhacker. And just stand behind me. So I'm going to stay off to the side so you guys can watch it. Okay, so we've got sources, and we've got situation, and we've got sin, and we've got schedule, and we've got self. So as soon as I, I'm going to go one, two, three, four, five, down the line, and as soon as I say, um, as soon as I say situation, you're up. As soon as I say, uh, what's the first one again? Source. Source, situation, sin, schedule, self. As soon as I say yours, I want you to just make as much noise as possible, okay? Just make as much. Don't be obnoxious, okay? Just, just, just make some noise, okay? Different sources. They may tell me that they have the answer. My situation. My situation may tell me to worry and fear about what's going on. Sin. Sin may lead me to lean into what feels good. Schedule. My schedule may tell me I'm too busy for God and self. I may want to tell myself to focus on me, to focus on getting. Life is getting so loud and life is getting so noisy and that sounds terrible, okay? But this is what happens when we let all the things in life get so loud and we wonder why we can't hear God. But then all of a sudden when we say, hey, that source, it has to be Jesus and his word. That source, you can stop. You guys keep going. You guys keep going. Because I know my source, and it's Jesus Christ and his word. And then there, there comes a point in time where we have to climb that watchtower in our situation. And we have to say, I'm climbing above all that I got going on down here. And I am ready, and I am expecting God to move. And then there comes a time with sin, where we have to say, I'm done with doing what feels good. I'm done what makes me feel great. And instead, I'm going to lean into the truth in our schedule. There comes a point in time where we have to choose faith over feelings. This is, this is great. And lastly, ourself. There comes a point in time where I have to fix my eyes not on myself, but on the God who came to serve and not 
to be served. You guys can have a seat. Yeah, you can give a round of applause. That's fine. One by one. It's not easy. It's not easy because there's a lot of noises and there's a lot of distraction going on. But it's when you shut out all the noise and you just get quiet. That is when you can hear his voice. It doesn't stop all the chaos from going on down here. But it gets you focused on listening to a God who is bigger than all of that. All right, can you guys all stand? And worship team, you can you can come on up. You guys got a lot of noises. Middle school and high school is rough. But can I just encourage you that there is a God that wants to speak to you. And there's a God that, that truly does love you, even though you don't feel like it, even though at home you may not have been told that. And I think like, yeah, we, we walk in here and it's like, okay, uh, this is great. I've heard that. But have you really heard it? Are you really hearing what, what God's speaking to you? So I'm just going to ask that during the, the last couple songs that, A, if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for you, um, that you would actually honor him and that you would say, hey, Jesus, I choose you. I know that there are some people in the world that don't get to, that don't know you, but I do. And so I'm willing to sacrifice all of this noise and chaos and, and to just get quiet with you and to say, you're my savior. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and help me to live a life that honors you. So that's the first thing. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, I'm just going to ask you to pray that prayer on your own. Just say it to God. And then the second thing is for the other people in the room. And tonight, during these last couple songs, I want you to, first of all, praise God for who he is, not for what he's done for you or not what you're, for what you're asking for. But secondly, I want you to, to ask God, hey, God, I'm, I'm messed up. Like, I'm imperfect, and you love me anyways, but can you reveal some noises that I'm letting get really loud in my life? Because I want to I get quiet and, and just go before you and truly hear what you have for me. So let's all worship together tonight. If you enjoyed today's message, I would encourage you to like it or share it on social media. Movement Youth for 6th through 12th graders meets on Wednesday nights, and the Point College Ministry meets on Sunday nights. We would love to have you join us. Thanks for tuning in.